back in 2019 was really when I first got started. I was stationed up in New Jersey and I was listening to a podcast like this one. One of my buddies came into the room and was like, hey, you like that podcast? I'm like, yeah, I love I want to I want to get into real estate like well rich dad poor dad is great as an inspiration but yeah they don't tell you how to do exactly. it exactly a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand the how to manage cash flow in their company and they can go broke very fast yeah um not saying that i am but i'm i'm i have a little hint of what it tastes because like maybe your wife is watching and is well <laughs> <laughs> welcome to another episode of break away from the rat race and today i have the pleasure of speaking with anthony michael anthony is a hard money lender and active duty coast guard and he's seeking financial freedom, or maybe he has achieved financial freedom in real estate development. He's a strong believer in relationship and networking, and he's also currently investing in fix and flip deals in the greater San, Franci San Francisco, nope. Central <laughs> Florida area. Close. Very close. Just at the other end of the, the, the country. <laughs> the world. <laughs> yeah, the world. So, <laughs> so this is a perfect introduction, I think. So, Anthony, welcome yeah. to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. And I forgot to introduce my co-host, uh, Tuan Martel, my son, and also uh, my um, you know, business, business partners. Partner. We've done so many things together, and we're still doing things together. So, uh, And we still like each other. That's amazing. Yeah. Welcome. All right. Yeah, I Anthony. think I think that's super cool that you guys are doing business together. Father it is amazing. That's awesome, man. Oh, it's just amazing. I know it's my dream. I'm not sure if it's his, but uh, it's mine. We'll find out one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on my uh, when I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. So, well, your funeral. That yeah. jerk. Yeah, I have so many bad things to say. No. <laughs> <laughs> Been holding this in yeah. fifty years. All right, so Anthony, so tell us about uh, kind of like your your business. I know you have. Uh, let's talk about the flips. I think you're, you've been doing about twenty flips since uh, 2019. It's probably more than that yeah. now. Um, so tell us about that size of the business, and then we can talk about the hard money lending part of it. Yeah, I hate I hate the being labeled as a flipper. I no, not nothing against you, but um, <laughs> the real estate company uh, no. aspect of it. <laughs> no, no, cut. No. cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 tone that I set for my real estate company early on was to flip because um, coming up through the ranks in the military and not having like a good financial background, I, I didn't have a lot of cash to play with. So in my mind, the only way to scale was to have more capital. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about private money lending at the time. I was just like, I need to flip. I need to make money. I need to flip more, make money, and then try to figure out where I'm going to allocate it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess back back in 2019 was really when I first got started um, in real estate um first off an education first as anybody should they should build that foundation um for what they want to do in their real estate company but um it, it really did start when i was stationed in new jersey um at my last unit because i'm active duty military still um i was stationed up in new jersey and i was listening to a podcast like this one um while i was at work and one of my buddies came into the room and was like hey you like you like that podcast i'm like yeah i love i want to i want to get into real estate like it intrigued the hell out of me. I was like, man, I just, I can't wait to start. Like, where do I go from here? He's like, well, I actually flip homes here in the area. And I was like, well, we just became best friends. Let's, let's figure out how we can work together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I would say probably 45 days later, we were in a flip together. Wow. I gap funded the deal. So I had like 15 or 20,000 in my name at the time. And that flip to gap fund, it took 15 grand. And I was like, Babe, please trust me. This is our life savings. I know, but I think this is going to work out. So we put the 15 grand up to gap fund. That was basically the down payment for the hard money loan. Yep. And uh, I was promised 100% return on my money. So first deal, 100% return, 90 days, 
from start to sold to, to when the wire was cut by the mm -hmm. title company on the selling side, I had my money in my pocket and I was like, how do we, how do we scale? Like, where do I find more of these? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, I, and then I hit the wall of like, oh, these aren't just free on the street. <laughs> like I can go pick one up in the, in the mailbox. Like I have to work to try to find these. Yeah. And that's where I was like, okay, so time is going to be an issue because I'm still active duty. And second to that, I have no idea how to find these types of deals, right? So I searched high and low, what's the best market in the country to get into? It wasn't the Northeastern states. Mm. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody, but yeah. Really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, la it landed in Florida, yep. uh, particularly Pinellas County where I operate today. Mm. Um, I know I kind of skipped like a lot, but that's fine. I want to get to the meat and potatoes. We'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of so impact there. So. It landed on Pinellas County. I found my business partner in a Facebook uh, investors group mm -hmm. for Pinellas County, which is crazy because, like, I never knew the guy. I never, never met the guy, whatever. And we had talked for probably two weeks back and forth. I was just trying to figure out, like, if he was legit. I don't want to get scammed. You see all these, like, stories of, like, That's oh, this sure. guy took my money. And I'll tell you a little, a little yeah. story uh, about how I got scammed in real estate that led me to have this mindset. Um so he said, listen, I need I need you to have $250,000 in capital. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, I got like 50,000 in capital. But I but you know, I will I'll see if I can like pick some up from friends and family or raise it whatever. Um he said, "All right, let me, you know, call me back when you have it." And I was like, "All right, well, there goes that opportunity." But the, I was like, "You know what? Who did who did we use to fund the the previous slip that we just did?" Yeah. A hard money lender. So 2 weeks later, after like going through all like I was like practicing what I was going to say to this guy because yeah. I don't want to blow my shot because I knew the guy was if if it was true what he was projecting on an in investors group yeah, yeah. this guy was legit yeah right someone like yourself looking for outside investors and uh I called him back and said hey I only have 50 grand still or 51 maybe because I saved a thousand dollars in the last month but oh, you're a quick saver yeah um <laughs> can I use hard money for the deals that we do? And he's like, well, I've never had an investor use hard money. It's only been cash, you know, I love cash because it's easy, which I get. Um, but he was the first person, I was the first person that he took on to use hard mm -hmm. money. And uh, we got our first deal and now we're 20 deals in. Wow. Over the, over the last three years, yeah. Yeah, so I want to talk about the flipping because I think when we got started, we didn't get, we were planning to build a passive income portfolio. Yep. We had no intention yeah. of doing this turnkey business yeah. at all. Yeah. No. And then it's just like when we talked to friends and family, then they started to be curious about what we were doing. Yeah. And then some of them said, Oh, maybe I, can I buy like the the finished <laughs> product? And uh like the, the the once it's rented and you finish all the renovation, can I buy it at the end? And I said, okay. And then, you know, out, and then one time, like Antoine called me and stuff like that and said, you know what, I think I think we could do this business. We can do it better than other what other people are doing. Yeah. And here's the, the three ways we can differentiate ourselves with uh, against other turnkey providers out there. And that's how turnkey Martel Turnkey was uh, was started. Nice. Then we started doing that. And then the return was so good. And then it was just like, well, yeah, exactly. why would I want to have like, you know, 10, 12% cash on cash return when I can get. Yeah, you're basically more flipping, flipping rental yeah, properties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But of course, it takes more time, takes more effort. And we have to have a team, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, you know, so it's a lot more complicated. Yeah. So your first deal that you did, you did not. Um, 
did you have any training that you did before doing that? You just did podcast, and then all of a sudden you just say, okay, well, I'm going to do this uh, this thing, this deal. So I would say that the 90% of the, the knowledge base that I had at the time was podcast and uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad driven. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, Rich Dad Poor Dad is great as an inspiration, but yeah. it don't tell you how to do exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, so the saving money aspect... You know, managing funds because uh, you know, like uh, like we spoke a little bit off off the podcast earlier, but um, like you know, cash problems in a business, yeah. like you know, managing cash flow in your pro in, in your in your company so you can grow at the pace that you want to grow. Yeah. Right. So a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand the how to manage cash flow in their company, and they can go broke very fast. Yeah. Um, not saying that I am, but I'm I'm. I have a little hint of what it tastes because like. Maybe your wife is watching. And is like, well, what? <laughs> yeah, and, and you know the crazy part is, like I told you earlier, I'm 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 a one man show for the for for this point in my life and my yeah. wrestling career. Um, I I don't like saying I'm a one man show because I have teams and partnerships with teams mm -hmm. that, but everything that's on my plate is handled by me. Yeah, taxes, insurance, bookkeeping. Oh. it's it's all of it. So I've learned. Oh, sorry that me. side of the yeah thanks <laughs> i appreciate your uh candor <laughs> it, it has been it has been a lot trust me yeah. um oh, but yeah. it, but it also for i'm a back against the wall type person mm -hmm. so i only I, I learn better when not only am i a visual learner and a, and a good listener but i'm a good replicator mm -hmm. um and, and when my back's against the wall that's when i i figure out like the type of person i am and how do i operate yeah. i operate best under pressure even though like it's it's weird to say that because like some people like myself like we struggle with anxiety and stuff and mm. and, sh and stuff like really starts to compile on me but there's like a fine line that I have to walk where I'm like perfectly relaxed right? yeah <laughs> not not too anxious not yeah. too not too like nice daisy where I'm missing stuff in the business <laughs> um yeah so it's it's uh it's been one of those things man yeah and this is not uncommon. I mean, you get started with your business. Like, how many flips do you have right now that are we ongoing? have? We have seven projects going. Seven. That's yeah. a, that's a lot of projects. Yeah, that's a lot of projects. But the especially when you're on your own. Yeah. Um, but yeah. this is something that you know when you get started in your business, you end up that okay. Well, you, things are going well. You want to do more projects. You want to do more projects. At one point, you have to kind of think about okay. Well, I need to delegate. Like yeah. I can't be doing this. I need to focus on what's important. What is what's the value that you're bringing? What's what's the thing that is making the company your company? Yeah, and growing and all of that. You have to focus on that. Otherwise, you end up in you know that you can't grow anymore, or you're gonna miss something, or you're gonna end up with uh, you know problems that you didn't foresee and cash flow problems. And yeah, all that kind of stuff. So and another thing I'd add to that is having a vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and knowing where your landing point is and, and your growth point, and your, like how, how fast you want to scale because everything that I've tried to do thus far, like social media driven, business driven, everything has been organically grown, like mm -hmm. not forced growth. I have had multiple opportunities to blow this company into 20, 30, 40 deals a year, but I've chose not to because I knew unforeseen issues were going to arise that I wasn't aware of. I just had the intellect from my mentors and other people and watching other people do it. Hey, there's something that's going to go wrong. If I scale too fast, yeah. if I get big too fast, too quick, something's going to break. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to be something so catastrophic where it ends my real estate investing career before it even yeah. started. That's right. So I'm getting to a point now in my career where, um, you know, I was, I was happy with two or three deals 
And then I was like, okay, so I'm getting out of the Coast Guard in a year. That, that was the whole goal was like to have real estate investing in, in real estate tertiary income replace my Coast Guard salary, mm-hmm. right? We did that the first year. Yeah. Um, but now I was like, okay, how do I scale to where we're comfortable indefinitely? And that's the point I'm at in my business where I'm like, okay, if I do 10 deals a year that net me a hundred grand a piece and I do a million gross and you know, it's 500 after, after expenses and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm in a 1%. Mm-hmm. Why do I need more, more than that? I don't know. I'm surprised one percent is not bigger. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like two or three percent. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, I think so. How about passive income? Is that a component of what it is? Because even though I mean, you are working in the Coast Guard, yeah, and then you're planning to kind of like back out of that and then quit and then focus entirely on that. You're Retire. changing. <laughs> I'm not quitting. Uh, retire, you right. can't quit the military. That's right. <laughs> right. So you retire from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go and then you're going to dedicate yourself full time for that. Yeah. And uh, for your uh, real estate investment. But then you, this is another job too. So you have to. Yeah. So what, what's the plan Especially there? Especially flipping. Yeah. yeah. Especially flipping. Yeah. So, so that's why I was thinking about the passive income part of it. Like, what, what are, you, are you planning to do yes. any of that? So let's dig into the partnership and the relationship aspect okay. of like how my business is driven. So I would say um, 98% of my success I can attribute to either networking with people, mm-hmm. having partnerships with other people like members of, you know, real estate investing or they own a real estate company or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then social media. Um, my business partner, I, I found on social media, um, who, who I flip homes with now yeah. on the real estate investing side. Um, I flew down from New Jersey to meet him because um, I had previously gotten burned by an out-of-state investor who wanted my, my money on a lease to buy option. And he took six grand from me. And at the time, that was a ton of money. And it's still, it, don't get me wrong, I don't want to come off facetious or whatever, but um, six grand is always going to be a ton of money yeah. yep. just to throw out the door, right? Um, I think uh, after I learned that lesson of getting burned and not pre- protecting myself legally and, and vetting the person, um, I learned a very valuable lesson early on in my career instead of later in the career when, I, when more could be at stake. So I'm very grateful that that, that life lesson happened early. Um, so after the due diligence and stuff with my partner that I'm with currently, um, I found out that he had flipped over 500 homes, owns $10 million in commercial businesses or uh, commercial land and companies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, why, why does this guy need me? Yeah. And when I del- when I delve into his business structure where he can flip, uh, you know, 50, 60 homes a year using none of his own capital and none of the own, all the risk or anything, right? That's a huge, and he still does his own flips with his own cash, but that's such yeah. a huge way to grow your business without, with, without um, a capital injection from like a, a hedge fund or like a big conglomerate or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. So he's teaching people at entry level how to flip. Mm-hmm. The, um, the way I have it set up with him now is the business owns the asset, my business, which yeah. he's not a part of, right? Yeah. So if anything in a partnership goes wrong, I still have control of the asset, yeah. which is the only way I would do business after I got burned on that six grand, right? Because I didn't have ownership. I had no stake, right? Yeah. Um, I had no, no legal legal obligation to the property. So I, I structured it that way. And then um, we scaled based off of how much money we made off the properties, but also how much funding I could I could bring in as mm-hmm. well. So I started raising private capital. And that's that comes from relationship building. So a lot of my private money came from. So what does the partner bring? Uh, 
your partner brings to the so to it's the a, table. it's a joint venture party a party b i'm party a transaction based mm-hmm. uh partnership i bring the funds the financing and the in in, in funding all the, the rehab you do the work you no, find the deal no work i find it i i help find the deal yep. manage, you manage the contractor yep so what does the partner do well, no, he's the project manager for the. Oh, he's yeah. Oh, so I'm business. I'm business money side. Yeah, it's business. Money he's boots side. on the ground. Boots on the ground. Okay. Project management, ah, selling okay. a property. Oh, that makes sense. It's yeah. a it's a beautiful relationship because okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to deal with finding sources of funding and blah yeah. blah 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 blah. That's right. Like he just leaves that on me. Like all the transactions, funding the credit. Like the I fund all my first credit cards, all the accounting, all accounting yeah, taxes, yeah. whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. And he's just strictly boots. Oh, on so the that's ground. good. Yeah, no, that's that's. Good. Yeah, it's a perfect relationship, yeah, yeah. right? And it, yeah. and it and it worked out for me because that's his strong point, mm-hmm. and this is my strong point. Yeah. I don't have time to be in Clearwater flipping properties yeah, with yeah. myself, mm-hmm. you know. So it really worked out in the sense that I could be remote while managing flips with him and and, and still making a, a great a, a good amount of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a relationship driven. So do you want to touch on hard money? Um, so yeah, let's let's talk yeah, about hard money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. does that then lead you into lending money to other people then? Because you saw yeah. how it worked. In these so deals. let me touch real quick on the, the so the, the the current real estate portfolio that we have right now is seven properties. Yeah, five of which are going to be flipped, mm-hmm. right? And then two are holding one as a corporate rental that okay. has two hundred fifteen thousand dollars in equity in it. Okay, we bought it for one fifteen. We put fifteen k into it. We're refinancing for one forty five. It's worth three forty five. It'll make two thousand dollars net mm-hmm. after all expenses. Yeah. Second property is an Airbnb in Clearwater. It's five minutes from the beach. It's mm-hmm. a five bed, three bath with a pool, um, corner lot, beautiful residential neighborhood. We're gonna make projected gross anywhere from one fifty to one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year on that property. And I have no money in the deal after the refinance. Oh, wow. So it was like a perfect Burr BNB. Yeah. So going into the cash flow, yeah. that cash flow will, will replace after partnership split mm-hmm. my current Coast Guard salary wow. off of just passive generated income. And, and it will truly be passive because um, we have a certain network up there that we're not paying a ton of money to like a property manager okay or property property manager for like airbnb or we have crazy. the mafia yeah. 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 Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a certain group of people <laughs> all they want is the ability yeah. to dig some holes we in the pay them these taxes yeah we pay we pay the fee and <laughs> the thing gets done do the thing yeah. yeah so not to go too deep into that but we have we have <laughs> we have a we have a structure up there that's gonna allow us to net 95% of the uh, the revenue from the property okay. after expenses. So that worked out great for us. And we're actually looking more towards redefining our portfolio and diversification now that the market's shifting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. The good thing about the way I structured my business, and this is very important for your listeners as they're getting started or if they're already starting, um, I'm not a quantity guy. I'm a quality guy. So I'll sit back. I'm very patient. I'll sit back and I'll wait and I'll market to find the deals that I personally want to take down. Yeah. I'm not in a in a rush to take down a deal to keep people busy or to make 20 grand. I don't care. It's not numbers game for me mm-hmm. on the quantity side. I want to make a good amount of money and have a lot of equity for for multiple exit strategies yeah. as I'm moving through all these all these properties, which allows me to stay relatively low risk even if i'm running out of cash i can still use the 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 assets of as bank accounts to pay myself back if i get in a pinch yeah you know you can make uh flip one house and make twenty thousand dollars and flip a a same a similar house and make a hundred thousand dollars 
uh, and it's the same effort pretty yeah. much for the yeah. most part you know so so that's that's good to focus on that as long as you have the right market and you have the right exit strategies that are working for you and yep. it makes sense i think that's uh that's solid so let's talk about the uh the hard money lending yeah How you got into that so um going back to what we were saying earlier so uh the the partner that I'm with now on the flipping side um, referred me to a, a lending partner that he had known, a hard money lending partner that he'd known to get my first deal funded with him. Because if you remember, I got funded the first flip. Mm -hmm. So I don't have, I didn't take title on that, on that deal. So I don't have quote unquote experience. I was just a private money lender yeah, in yeah. a sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. So for a no experience loan, it's, it's very, it's it it was easy, but it, now it's it's almost impossible to get a no experience fix and flip loan unless the deal is just a freaking stellar home run. It's an amazing market. They're super qualified. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult, and I only put ten percent down. Now, for funding a first timer, it's twenty, twenty five, thirty percent down, yeah. just because they want you to have so much skin in the game because yeah. the market looks right now. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, the first deal that I did was with that hard money lending partner, and about halfway through the flip. Um, actually, when we first started the flip, I was coming home from work. We were in a rental house at that time. And my next door neighbor that lives across the street, um, he was outside smoking a cigar with a, a headset on, like talking all these figures and stuff that I, I thought I had heard on a podcast somewhere. Yeah. So I was, I, I think I was pulling in the trash bins and I, I said, Hey, uh, you know, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm Tony. I was in uniform. He's like, Oh, you're coast guard or whatever and i was like yeah i was like i, I was i couldn't help but overhear your conversation but like are you like some sort of like a uh, real estate guy or what, what, like what do you do and he's like oh i'm a hard money lender and i was like oh cool i thought I, i'm pretty sure i've heard about this before like on a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff it piqued my curiosity because it's it's a sales driven business and i'm a sales guy mm -hmm. Because my parents were entrepreneurs. They owned a furniture store. I sat in the office. I listened to the conversations and wow. negotiations when I was in high school growing up. And I learned stuff that I didn't know I learned until I was able to use it on like conversations yeah, and yeah. stuff and calls. So I sat with him over the next you know couple months um, and, and, and took the calls that, that came in. He let me be there to, to basically like shadow what he was doing in his business. Wow. And um, at the time, he was making like forty or fifty thousand a month, and I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Like, he's like, brother, this is all networking. I've been doing this for twenty plus years. I don't have to market anymore. Everyone knows who I am. Mm -hmm. All the referrals, yeah. Yeah. like referrals and in in word of mouth, will carry your business so far. And when I heard that, I was like, man, I really want to get in a hard money lending because it's on a phone. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. So I learned that. And then we got into the flip with my partner in Clearwater. So that guy basically, he had some, he had his money, or he was getting money was from other investors. Yep. He was brokering, he, but he had he a, was getting the the points basically for for putting the deal together. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Yep, he was a broker. Okay. But he did. He knew the the people that would do the down and dirty stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the thirty forty k rehabs in Baltimore, you know, like. The, the, the dirty stuff, low yeah. credit score people. Yeah. Like he'd take a damn truck if he didn't pay up. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I'm coming to get your car. Like, oh, oh you don't have a 630, a 640 credit score? I put up the title on your vehicle mm -hmm. as collateral. Oh, really? He was like that. Oh, like wow. got really creative with it, right? Wow. And, and looking back now, it's such a backwoods 
way of business in in, in really like non-conventional, right? And I think that's why he was so successful because he found a niche that most people weren't willing to operate in. And there was a huge calling for it because people make mistakes, you know, they'll let credit cards go, they'll let debts go. People are inherently aren't organized individuals, you know what I mean? That are on track with their their expenses and finances and stuff, right? That doesn't mean they're a bad person or they're making a bad decision. That just means that it, on paper, they don't look as solid for a, no, a normal yeah. lender to fund. So yeah. he would take those people and fund them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Pretty crazy. And then how did that, so how did that, uh, so you took these calls, like you were full-time on that or? No, I was just coming over, okay. uh, you know, after work on a Friday, I would sit in his, his office for, you know, a couple hours. We just take a bunch of calls. We go over like all the paperwork, all the underwriting criteria, how it all is structured. Obviously I was learning so much at the time. I didn't get to carry it all with me until I learned it a little bit later working for the lender now but um the general premise of what hard money lending was and how to articulate yourself properly on conversations and and what verbiage to use and stuff really like primed me to take action when i saw this opportunity come up with my new hard money lending partner that's cool and then now this is this is a component of kind of like your revenue moving forward yeah absolutely so we've done right at 50 million so (laughs) as as this airs, we've done 50 million and some change in hard money loans over the last three years, mm-hmm. um, or like two and a half, two and a half years because we shut down partially for COVID. Okay, um, yeah. The whole country did. Yeah. Um, so we were out of work for probably eight months. Uh, they were only funding locally, so all the all the brokers in the 1099, like indirect private contractors and mm-hmm. stuff, they didn't they didn't they were kind of just like released. So I didn't have a revenue stream then, which was yeah. scary because I was like, I was making like two, three, four grand a month extra. I know it doesn't sound like a ton, but at the time, that was amazing money. It was almost yeah. enough to replace my Coast Guard income. Yeah. And when you're doubling up and you have the Robert Kiyosaki in the back of your head saying, hey, save money and invest, mm-hmm. we were we were able to save, you know, we went from $1,000 to like $4,000 a month and then our account started to grow. Wow. So that was really prolific, like in, in building me up early on in my career. And then fast forward to today, so 50 million later, um, we currently have $37 million in ground up construction loans on the cusp of being funded, which will literally like almost catch me up over the last three years in, in like three months time. Oh, wow. So now I'm like, hmm, do I focus on the residential hard money lending or do I do I start honing honing my skills and start approaching like mm-hmm. these developers? Because yeah. one deal could make a five year span of you know regular lending to single families. Yeah, yeah, but also taxes. Yeah, so I wanted to touch on that. I'm glad you said that. So the reason why we're converting two of those properties into holds mm-hmm. is because in the eyes of the IRS, I can't right now become a real estate professional. So I don't have the tax benefits. I can't I can't be okay, yeah, yeah. I can't take advantage of syndication deals. I can't do deferred taxes or I can't do cost segregation studies on my, my Airbnbs or any any kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you won't be able to offset. You would have to be able to offset only passive income, yep. and then you're limited on how much you can offset yep. your active income. Yep. Talk to your CPA. But yeah, so this is definitely. I mean, that's going to be a game changer. I mean, once you retire from the Coast Guard, do they know that you're retiring? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, so I'm, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting medically discharged because I have a bad back. Okay. Um, from some instances and stuff yeah. throughout the military career, but. I work on helicopters as an electrician, so I work on all the all the elect- electronical components, electrical components on the helicopter. Okay. 
Uh, we also do search and rescue missions and stuff yeah. too. So we we deploy. We go out in the middle of the ocean. We pick you up off your boat when you're drunk at two o'clock in the morning. We'll call you. We have your number now. Please so don't. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer do that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up doing like that's that's my ten year career in the Coast Guard. Is the majority of that has been that. Yeah, but yeah. I always knew. I, initially, when I got on the Coast Guard, I was like, man, I'm going to do this for life. Blah blah blah. Like, there's no other reason to do anything less mm-hmm. or anything yeah. other than that, right? Um. Well, it sounds very. It sounds cool. It is cool for the first like four years. Fly out and in a helicopter, like, jump in the water. Uh, we got another EPIRB call, and it's just like yeah. some bullcrap call, and you're just out there flying at two o'clock in the morning for four hours, and you got to pee, and you can't pee because you're on a helicopter, and you're just like, this sucks. Wow. Yeah. So there's good and bad, and I yeah, love yeah. the Coast Guard. I love, I love um, the value that has provided me throughout my career. Obviously, yeah. it was a stepping stone into what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, and I love the people and the relationships and the, and the knowledge that I've I've mm-hmm. built, the devotion to my business, right? So yeah. like that back against the wall mentality is kind of yeah. what I've been brought up. And I with. think discipline also, like I, discipline. That, you know, when I interview like professional athlete or people in the military and stuff like that, they ha- they are disciplined. So mm-hmm. they and they they do what they're gonna say they're gonna do. So they just uh, they keep themselves honest and then they, they just they just do. Yeah, what they said they're gonna do, they what they plan to do, yeah. and they're just very disciplined. They know how to kind of like go through uh, some, you know, just getting up in the morning and starting to call people and starting to, to yeah. work and stuff like that. When you're an entrepreneur, it's not it's not always that easy to to get up and start working right away and yeah. and plug away. Problems are not you know not every yeah. day is good and. Some of the work that you do, like you're wearing multiple hats. There's some hats that you don't like wearing, like the accountant hat, the tax yeah. tax hat, the, all those things. Yeah. But as an entrepreneur, yeah, you have to do it. You just can't At least initially, it. until you learn exactly to hire. Yes, exactly. Which is um, which is exciting because I I really do this pain point that I'm feeling in my business right now. And, and don't get me wrong, this is not going to sink my ship, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. I have enough money to float, whatever. Um. Now I'm like, okay. Now my eyes have opened again to like, where are, where are the pain points in my business? Mm-hmm. What is, what is, what's out there that I'm not seeing? Yeah. How can I delegate to identify these sooner so I don't make these issues, which, mm-hmm. in, which in turn would probably let me uh, allow me to scale a little bit quicker too. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's the point I, that's the point that I'm in my company right now is, is, it's gonna it's gonna be a pain point getting out of the coast guard and in, in yeah. that initial struggle struggle, but I'm glad that I had three years to practice. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about kind of that that transition, like you know, a transitioning from you know your full time job and then kind of like juggling that the time management of it. Uh, any kind of like uh, assistance or or clues that you can uh, give people that uh, are still working full time. They're trying to kind of manage also their uh, their real estate business, and then kind of like at what point do I go and switch and switch off my full time job and then jump into real estate full time? So that that's two questions, or two. I want to make at two. Least uh, two. I want to make two statements. So <laughs> one, you have to be like the drive. You have to be so driven and willing to t- to make sacrifices in your business, no matter what. Like. Hey, I can't hit this party up on a Friday night because I know I got closings happening, or I have to, you know, I have all these leads that I have to work over. I have deals to analyze, or rate, or I have to raise capital. Mm-hmm. Like all these different things can come up in your business. You have to be willing to burn the midnight oil 
And I, dude, for the first two years, my wife thought I was crazy. Yeah. She, I'm like nonstop. And it felt good the other night to get back to that 10, 11 o'clock night yeah. where I'm on the phone making calls, doing deals, figuring crap out. Mm -hmm. That was, I was like, dude, I got comfortable in my business. Yeah. Right. Cause it was, I, I figured out a way to automate pretty much everything that I do. I do transaction balance once a month with all my flips, all the credit card statements that come in for that month. I do all my draws. Like all that stuff is all like preset in my mind. Yeah. The only thing that happens throughout the month is like paying like random stuff. Yeah. Like the, the uh, utility bills or water bills, they come in random times throughout the month, whatever. Yeah. Right. So all that was automated. I was kind of like on a just, I was just coasting for a while. And now the pain point hit and I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. it's exciting. It really does get me excited again because yeah. that passion, that drive, that motivation comes back. And I'm like, damn, like I got work to do. Like I was settling out and having fun and enjoying my time, which there is a happy medium that you should attain. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to do so in a W-2. That's why people leave. Yeah. Um, but but to your point uh, and, and what I'd like to touch on is you, you have to be vicious mm -hmm. with wanting to wanting to succeed nobody's yeah. you have to remember at the end of the day i made a post about this the other day nobody's hand holding mm -hmm. you're your own boss yeah there's nobody holding you accountable that's right unless you're in a coaching group and you're paying them to hold you accountable why did you do that you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean yeah like i understand coaching if you need coaching help. at every level it should should be a 100 thing yeah because it can get you past pain points that you wouldn't yeah. have recognized like that's i'm right. going through now right mm -hmm. Those could be identified by a person that's 10, 10x what I'm at. He's like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna hit this roadblock right here. Here's how to prepare for it. Mm -hmm. I love coaching. I have a coaching business. Yeah. Um, I, I I love doing it. I love helping. It's it's beginner to intermediate like real estate investing, right? But I I you know that's there's no there's no sugarcoating it. It, yeah. it is what it has to be. Yeah, to me, like it's not a, that the coaching is not really about uh, keeping you accountable. I think. You, you, as an entrepreneur, you have to be driven. You have to know what's, and you have, you have to know that you have to do something. You have to make things happen. Yeah, things are not going to happen on their own. Yeah, you, you're making the business. So that's one thing. The where the coaching and the mentorship I think helps is to give you the confidence and the knowledge to go through certain things. Yeah, like when I bought my, I bought, I was 18 years old. I bought my eight unit apartment building. I wouldn't have been, I don't think I would have been able to do that without the help of the, my mentor. Wow. Um, because it was just like, I, there was so many, like I was talking to the, the real estate broker and he kept telling me that's what you're looking for that doesn't exist. And he just kept throwing me properties that the numbers didn't, didn't work for me and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I said, you're never going to be able to do that. Blah, blah, blah. And then, but my mentor kept saying, no, no, don't worry about that. It's just like, keep looking. There are some properties out there that are going to yeah. work. Yeah. And eventually, yeah, I found I found one. <laughs> I probably analyzed like four or five hundred properties yeah. on paper. And then, uh, yeah, there was probably a couple that worked. And then only one of them would take uh, a vendor take back like a, a seller, fi seller financing gotcha. for the second. Yeah, for yeah, a yeah. Second Those are very rare to get, get funded. Yeah. Yeah, they were. So, uh, yeah, they were hard to find. I had no money. I was at university. I had like a hundred bucks in my bank account. But the point is that. He gave me knowledge on how to analyze deals, and he also gave me the confidence to push through when you don't you don't know when you keep hearing no and you keep hearing your head uh, hitting your head against the wall. It's hard to continue to say no. I know there is something, you know, 
But once you have a mentor that says, no, don't worry, there is some, there is a, a deal out there. You just keep looking. Yeah. So, and that was part of it. And also for getting the financing and all, you know, all the other. Yeah. Problems. They have connections that you don't, exactly. and they have systems that you don't and softwares that you don't and pain point, you know, pressure plays yeah. that you can go through and scenarios in your head. And, and to touch on your point, like you were, you were asking about how, how do you know you're ready to leave the W2? I personally wanted to replace my Coast Guard income and be able to do so for an entire year, mm -hmm. like straight through. If I was able to replace my Coast Guard income for a solid year and I had proof of concept and I was only growing, that for me was enough to be able to, to go full time into it. That and, and, and here's another thing that's super important. I think people miss this idea, this ideology. You don't grow with don't in, increase your lifestyle and your liabilities to the amount of money that you're making. Because you got to remember, in real estate, it's gone. Mm -hmm. It can be if you're not poised properly yeah. and, you're, and your business isn't structured right. Um, I, I see so many people. I'm not going to say so many. I've seen people who make really, really good money, but I ask them to go out to dinner, like, dude, or like, my credit card's maxed this month. Or I'm like, dude, what are you like? What? You guys make like a couple million a year, but he's driving a G wagon, has a Lambo at home in the garage, he's got a five million dollar house, like. I, that's me. I'm yeah, a yeah, frugal yeah. investor, right? Mm -hmm. I still shop at Marshalls. I buy on clearance. I don't, I don't eat at freaking Benihana's, or I don't even know what like an expensive <laughs> restaurant. To, oh, to that's name. super expensive. Yeah, I don't even know an expensive uh, God, Chipotle. What, yeah, Chipotle. I mean, Jesus, it's only McDonald's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I think frugality, especially when you're when you're seeking that financial freedom opportunity to leave your mm. W two. Yeah frugality has to be a part of the play mm -hmm. it has yeah. to be well i think yeah yeah i think you have to be prepared like when at the lamborghini i mean you keep hearing that a lot on the um cloud so what i drive it's not a lamborghini yeah and then um so i should have paid off me, why <laughs> <laughs> i could have bought a new truck but I, I can't i can't do the you know i was trying to do the, the 179 tax deduction this year um because I'm like, dude, we're gonna pay a lot of taxes this year, or, or perspective pay a lot of yeah. taxes this year, and I'm like, what? Well, that's when you buy the Lamborghini. Yeah, but but even then, I'm like, why would I spend money on a, especially at the top of the car market? Oh yeah. my god, I couldn't imagine like bonus, buying an eighty thousand dollars depreciation, free car, free, boom. I wish you'd I, rather give the money to the government. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it in my properties and not sell them. <laughs> there, do that. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. that's, what, that's what I'm going to do. And yeah. when I do get to a pain point where I have to like offset something like that, yeah. I'm just going to do a syndication or something, man. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not going to force myself to drive a Mercedes Benz when I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. So, well, Homosi was uh, talking about, uh, he was talking about taxes and stuff mm -hmm. like that, how people are. And like trying to get all these tax advantages or tax de deductions and stuff like that, and they do all kinds of crazy things, sacrificing their lifestyle, their uh, their family, the, their time and stuff like that, just to get some some additional tax deductions. So people had to fly to Puerto Rico and make sure they were staying in Puerto Rico at least a hundred days. Uh, you know, a year oh and stuff like that. And it's then, crazy, <laughs> man. Like, it's what, like, what yeah, are we doing this I mean, for? I, exactly. To save, to save a few bucks. I said, it's yeah. not worth it. He said, you're just... So there was, there was a pretty good um, episode where he was talking about that. You have to... I mean, I, I, as, a, as you know, I mean, I'm all about uh, not paying too much in taxes. Yes, yeah, so there's a guy who almost bought a $2 million yacht. 
still a possibility. I, have, <laughs> I, I, I would encourage that. I love the water, man. I'm biased, though. Bonus depreciation. Yeah, and, it, and you, all you have to do is slap something on there, fat lady or whatever on the back yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I the mascot slap. of my business. I wouldn't slap. Fat lady. I, I don't know. Don't <laughs> slap a flat fat lady. Like, <laughs> slap, slap a fat, a fat lady, lady. the back of the book. Yeah. So, yeah. The police the, show up. Yeah, yeah dude. You slapped a fat the lady visual, back here? The visuals on that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, bonus appreciation. Probably something that happened as a coast guard. You probably saw. Yeah. Oh man, you being slapped. Yeah. <laughs> you guys would laugh at the stuff that I've seen, man. It's yeah. been crazy. But yeah, we but we almost did buy a yacht because the yachts. You, I mean, this was in California. Here, you could probably do it like way better. Yeah. But they have these companies you can like a yacht club. Yeah. You buy a yacht, you give it to the yacht club, and you split revenue. So you oh, get wow. the deduction. Then you bring it to the yacht club. Be like, hey, I just want it three. You know, 10 weekends a year, you can rent them out the rest of them. Just I'll choose all my dates right now. You can rent them out. We'll split the profits. So you get the tax deduction, plus you get a income generating kind of asset. Does it end up like covering the purchase price of the boat and like the, the managing expense, like the managing and operating expenses? Yeah, but of the you boat? have a massive like bonus depreciation that you would get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole boat. You and it cash flows. Well. And it cash oh, flows. Oh, in a cash flow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Genius. yeah. So that's what I, I didn't think it would cash flow either, but yeah. No, it I mean, makes money, man. They that's make, that's they make what money. people do with, uh, 8% with, cash with on charter cash jets return. too, right? Yeah, you can do that yeah. with a jet too. Yeah. So you can buy like a 10, you don't need to buy like a crazy jet. You can buy like a $10 million jet. Yeah. Which some boats yeah, get up there. Not crazy. Yeah, not just Only like a, just a cheap $10 million jet. You know what I mean? Yeah, just a cheap one. Yeah, get one of the cheap ones. And then you can, you can go to a, like a jet chartering one. They have all the pilots and all that. And be like, hey, when I use my jet, I want to, I won't pay for any of the you know chartering fees but i'll still pay for your services Crazy the man. fuel yeah. and the pilots so yeah i mean you can do that thank you for telling me this now i have ammunition yeah, yeah. to go exactly. back to the wife and be but like you have, a bigger be, boat. You, have be, <laughs> you have to be careful but first of all it has to be kind of like run as a business yeah yeah yeah. and also so you know talk to your cpa corporate umbrella to make sure with yeah. the LLC. it has to be just structured the right way yeah, it yeah, has yeah, to be yeah. structured the right way and it has to be it has to be a business and it has to make sure that it's going to offset other um, other gains that you yeah, that, that you have, right? Yeah. The real estate otherwise gains, you can that could be up. an episode in itself. Just talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're not qualified to talk about it, but that's right. I mean, yes. man, the tax advantages and and yeah, so many. There's so many different ways and so many. Not I wouldn't say loopholes, but the, the tax code's written that way mm -hmm. for for a reason, right? So yeah. yeah, and so because but exactly, right. and because you're a real estate, you're not a real estate professional. You can't go buy rentals and then just write them off, right? No. So yeah. I can I can do it in an LLC up to a, a certain point, but I can't depreciate the property. I can only offset like um, like regular expenses. Okay. Like, oh, I fixed the toilet. But you can't do the bonus depreciation. I can't. Well, technically, he, can't. he could like he could do it, but you have no advantage, right? No, I have no advantage because yeah. you have you won't be able to. His income is coming from ordinary income. Yeah. So he won't be able to offset that with the depreciation. It's only going to be able to depreciate on the passive income side. Now, what I did I do in this this year, up to there's a there's a you can actually offset a little bit, but it's very little. I think it's like twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, or it's it's yeah. not enough to like. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So what I did, what what I able, what I was able to do this year was I did buy a boat. I have a. a it's, it's a smaller one. It fits on the side of my house. 2018. So, so it's thin lady then? It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, Skinny lady? Yeah, wide lady. <laughs> um, my, my CPA allowed me to, to write off, okay. or, sorry, to appreciate the boat Okay. by like 90%. Nice. Which is great. Because yeah, it yeah. ended up saving me like, I don't know, like four or 5,000 taxes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. Absolutely. And we, we chauffeur clients on the boat. 
showing them waterfront property and stuff. Yeah, of course. And yeah. keep fuel logs and maintenance expenses and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So right there, it's useful. Um, but I almost bought a Lamborghini too because I was I was talking to the CPA about it, and then you can rent it out on Turo, right? So you can also do the same thing with cars. Advertising with the Lamborghini. So if you do reels, on yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a part of an advertising expense. Yeah, and yeah. that's why some people. Yeah, yeah, that's why some people do it. Yeah, it's smart, right? But. It's not smart for me at the position I'm in right now. Yeah. Can I afford it? Yes. Do I want to afford it? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. It's a very big life. Like a boat. And you put a target on your back too, man. Yeah. I don't Especially like. Especially down here. Yeah. I don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I much um, prefer not the. If, not if you have a boat here. You have no, to the have boat. The boat, boat I agree. But the car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the, but the, the car, the car is a bigger target. Like having a Lamborghini is a bigger target than a yacht, I, in my 100%, opinion. 100%, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. You're, you're in the damn car every single day, driving around, whatever. You get, like, one mm -hmm. little ding on it or brake pad, you know, whatever. It's yeah. just so many people can damage it, especially on Turo. Unless you have forced them to get a driver, oh, and you got, like, crazy drunk people driving your land. Oh, yeah, that's what we were looking at, too, the Maybach. So they were they were having speed. So I my buddy does sort of like the exotic rental down here. He would put um, some sort of wheel slip sensor Oh, yeah. To see if they were burning out in the Lambo. Wow. And they would he would keep their $2,000 uh, damage oh, yeah. deposit. That might not be enough deposit, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pilot, pilot Sport Cup 2s are like 3000 for a set. Yeah, so yeah. if you roast those off, I mean, it's a $3,000 expense. Yeah, plus yeah. all the burnt rubbers on that. The tires and, and, and all that. Yeah. yeah. And who else? Who else? And they, they also had... I mean, dude, it really does take the fun out of it, man. Because, like... If you got to rent out your Lamborghini on tour, I get there's an exotic rental space, but like mm. do it as a business. Yeah. Not yeah. on Toro, man, because yeah, yeah. you're going to have the literal bottom of the barrel yeah. to rent this car out and they're going to destroy it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like my yeah. buddy, the whole front carbon splitter on his Lamborghini cracked on a speed bump because they didn't, they didn't push the button to lay to, to, it was a hurricane. They didn't uh, push the button to bring uh, the nose up. They uh, ran right into this freaking speed bump. And it popped the wow. popped the carbon. I mean, dude, that's a forty k expense, man. Yeah, I don't and care what kind of damage deposit you have. To, you know what I mean? Like, oh no, you're yeah. not gonna get. The yeah, so it's not worth yeah. it. And we're talking about cars now, not real estate, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, the yachts too. That's why we like the yeah. yachts because the yachts. It you was like captain. you had to have a captain in a crew. Yeah, and yeah, a crew. yeah, and a crew. Yeah, if you wanted to have a crew Kinda as well. Screw it up. And then there's also the cleaning fee. So even if people puke everywhere, so like you can yeah, buy yeah. like a, a boat that's insulated, like for you know, yeah, puke control. Well, when you guys get it, now that we're friends, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we can go we're actually there. going this weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, I'll be Sunday. up in Clearwater checking on the property. Thanks for the invite. Oh man, <laughs> damn it! Uh, so, so back into the real estate. We'll we'll segue. What? Is that what we're Wait, what? Yeah. So, so we'll set we'll segue back into hard money lending, right? Yeah, so, yeah. as far as building income streams for, um, my what I felt comfortable, right? So. I have affiliate, I have coaching, I have real estate, I have uh, hard money lending, I have commercial lending, and then I have like, um, you know, AdSense revenue or whatever, right? And then I have mm -hmm. my wife's income. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have all those incomes because they- Oh, they, so you're going to retire from the Coast Guard, but your wife is going to continue working? You know what's crazy is <laughs> since I brought that up, yeah. last week we were walking the puppy mm -hmm. and she goes, hey, um, get a conglomerate of real estate items that you want me to study. Mm-hmm. I would like to eventually leave the school because she's a, she's an administrator at a, uh, okay, a yeah. charter school system in, yeah. uh, in Broward, and she wants to come on. Oh, the company. that's fantastic! But oh, she's yeah. good at what I'm not. Yeah. So now instead of 
I'll keep the relationship going with my business partner up in Clearwater, of course. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to segment down to South Florida yeah, that's and start really taking it. So, so we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll for us, it's a, fa- it's a family business. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, Antoine, Antoine kick-started kick that. I mean, we were, you know, just talking. I was busy full-time. He was doing all the all the hard work and stuff like that to get it off the ground. Eventually, sold my house, went full-time in, wow. uh, into that, quit quit the in, independent consulting where I was making a lot of money. That was a little bit addictive. And then, um, but uh, then eventually... that I then, sign up? No, I'm just kidding. And then, uh, <laughs> and, then my, and then my wife, Lynn, then also... Then, when uh, I think at Christmas, Christmas or New Year, we said, "I, you know, what, what are you doing?" She was working at some kind of wine store, and then she was working during the holidays. Is it like what kind of nonsense oh, is yeah. that? It's like she came home from Christmas and she was tired, and oh, she, she had to work Christmas Day. It was like Christmas, Christmas Eve, yeah. and then we do we do everything on Christmas Eve. I flew in from L.A. to San Francisco to ha- spend Christmas. She's like, "Yeah, I got to fucking work tomorrow." I'm like. Dang. What the fuck are you doing? Like, just come do, take some sales calls. Like, give you two weeks. How much are you gonna make there? Here it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah we matched it. Oh, I yeah. think she's making. Yeah, not even like that. She spent half of it on wine. <laughs> but, uh, I love wine. <laughs> I, I don't blame her. <laughs> the company didn't cost them anything to have my wife yeah. work there because she was spending more on wine. I think. Oh my yeah, god! Really, yeah. She's like made two hundred bucks a day. Perfect employee. Two yeah. bottles. Yeah. That's, right. That's a perfect business model. Why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she called. Yeah. I think she she worked that Christmas day, and then the next day she called two weeks notice. Then uh, January thirtieth, maybe she started yeah. with us. Yeah. Dang, that's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the ultimate goal, man, is is nothing against the W-2 worker. Mm -hmm. This is why we aspire to to want and become more is because we know that what we're doing is less than what we're capable of, Mm -hmm. right? So when I tell her, hey, babe, I just got off the phone with a ground-up construction contractor. When this loan closes off my four-minute conversation with him, I'll make 100 grand. It saddens her. Yeah. I know it hits. I hate telling her about my wins because they do come easy sometimes. But I remember I've been in this for not a long time, three and a half years, but I've built the power and the relationships and the network to be able to do stuff like that for that to happen for me. Right. I was just telling your dad earlier, we had a conversation with uh, Tarek Al Musa today. Um, and we're going to, we're going to hopefully be providing him the, the marketing channel, the affiliate marketing that I was telling you about. Um, the marketing channel, direct mail marketing campaign for him in his company of students of 700. If that goes through, I'm not going to disclose how much I'm making, but it's a lot more than I was getting paid in the Coast Guard. And this yeah. is passive. Yeah. This is mailbox money. Yeah. When I told my wife that, like, how do you, how do you get motivated mm-hmm. to go, to want to go back to work when yeah, you really. see so much opportunity in yeah, front exactly, of you? Yeah. The world is yours. You just yeah. have to put the effort into working. Wait, so this direct mail thing. So you have you're you're an affiliate to a direct mail company. Yes. So my then, my buddy owns the company. Oh, okay. And I'm an affiliate under him. Got it. So you for you pushing all that 700 people. Let's say they all signed up. 700 people all through the system. Then you would just make your affiliate yep. fee on every single yep. time. Oh, damn. Yep. And, in, and it's and it's two tiered too. So whenever they send their affiliate codes out to their friends. I make money when they do deals too. Oh wow! Yeah, awesome. So it's a perpetual type yeah, yeah. thing, which nice. is super sick. Yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah. you got to remember, all seven hundred students aren't going to take action. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get like a ten percent. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say seventy, but those seventy are ordering, you know, a couple hundred thousand mailers a year. Yeah, I get ten percent of that, mm-hmm. and then they become successful and they continue using. And then I 
I shot my shot. I was like, hey, we're on a, we're in a conversation with uh, Tarek in two weeks about pitching him the hard money lending service for his students because we're a national wow. hard money lender. Yeah. I can do all the students' deals. <laughs> so we're working on a system right now to streamline that process for his students so pre-qualification can happen instantly. They don't have to go in and submit an application. Mm-hmm. That's like second That's like second tier conversion. Yeah. Like, hey, we'll pre-qualify you with the sheet up front and then we'll we'll pitch you to the application once we know that we can fund the deal. Yeah. And then I'll make commission based off of those too. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So it's just, it's it's a funnel. Yeah. It's a tiered funnel. But like I said, I put myself in these rooms. I put myself in these positions. I put myself yeah. in these positions of networking with great people like yourselves to get in your platform and, and tell my story and, and motivate others to do and want to do more. Mm. It is possible. I'm a C minus student from Murphy, North Carolina. You know where Murphy, North Carolina is? <laughs> no. Neither does 99% <laughs> of the population, man. It's this town of 1600 in Western North Carolina. If you wander too wow. far in the woods, you're hearing banjo music. If wow. I can do it, yeah, yeah. anybody can do it. Wow. And I'm not saying I'm freaking Donald Trump, but. <laughs> I'm doing okay. You know what I mean? I don't need to be that. But you don't need to do massive, you know. You don't exactly. need you don't need to make 10 million dollars a year exactly. to be happy. I think the first step to me like it's is the financial freedom. So, I have yeah. buying your time back. I think this is very very critical. Yeah. And then you have to build that passive income to get there. Uh after that then you have other opportunities that that come your way. Yeah. You know, and then you can we can start talking about, you know, maybe doing hard money lending, doing mentorship, doing like, you know, we had like a title company, trucking company, yeah, boating company. Exactly. And then yeah. uh, so of all of that, right? So so all of that <clears throat> comes after because it takes time to kind of like go and investigate any of these other opportunities and then... Um, and networking to learn about these yeah, opportunities. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea you could have a yacht and throw it to a charter company and, and have it as a write-off and mm-hmm. it makes money. Yeah. Yep. Why isn't everyone doing that? Because they don't know. Yeah. And we might want to cut this part out. But. <laughs> <laughs> There's we're just a blur, plethora of yachts. Just <laughs> Miami. Where are these people coming from? Yeah. They, I yeah. mean, they are expensive. Like, damn. Oh, hell yeah. To get Operating a good one. Costs. Yeah. 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 Like the gas fee. I mean, they like the people they, pay for they all pay that. They pay for the gas. But like still. Like, Insurance even. is probably astronomical because yeah. every yacht goes on fire down here in South Florida. Like, Well, there was a big fire in I Greece mean, recently. Yeah. You know, and a bunch of. Mega yacht yeah. burned down. Oh my god, it burned Wait, down. Wait, really? How, how does the yacht burn down? What? What? Uh, you tell me, bro. <laughs> it's a lot of fuel. And guess there. what? You can't. You can't. It's from people it's, smoking it's on the. A, oh, no, no, it's a literal perfect insurance fraud scheme. How can you investigate something that burned to the ground and sunk underwater? How the hell are you going to find out how it caught fire? And you know how much? You know how hot fiberglass burns? Yeah, dude, it's. The hottest of hot. It's way hotter than wood and resin and urethane and all those things that are on board that ship, plus the diesel fuel. Good luck finding out how. Well, it we heard it here from the Coast wow. Guards. <laughs> nobody <laughs> ever died. All these yeah, nobody ever died. Oh, we were all lady. at dinner and miraculously, my 150 foot yacht wow. poofed up in the flame. Yeah. Wow. No way. I swear to God, man. Yes, sir. They now you learned something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Definitely Holy that. shit, yeah. yeah. Just going to get high. I just gave a lot of ideas to a lot of people. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's more tons, tons of houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tons of we look out at our view. What's going on? Everyone owns yachts now. No <laughs> on fire. <laughs> no. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, great chat, man. Yeah. So let's talk about the... <laughs> 
how do people buy boats? You know? <laughs> yeah. Now, so let's talk about kind of that's like sweet. how do people like your recommendation on how sh should people like somebody that's working at, at home right now, not at home, working W two, and then they want to say I'm, I'm really interested in this. I'm interested in hard money lending, or I'm interested in uh, in the real estate. Um, so how do I get started? I'm I really I'm driven. I want to do that, but I don't know where to start. How, how do they get started? Um, find your motivation, mm -hmm. and that comes with knowledge of real estate as a whole. Like everyone wants to be in real estate to make money, right? That's the majority of why people in the tax benefits, mm -hmm. hugely the tax benefits. Um, but it, it really isn't that simple, and I'm I'm attesting to that. Like mm -hmm. three and a half years later, I'm just now like getting into a scale point in my company from baby steps. Mm -hmm. And I, I that was probably a little bit more to my doing, but it was the growth point that I wanted to achieve, right? Um, I, I think really building your knowledge base and figuring out what you want to do and then like viciously chasing after that one thing and learning as much as you can about it and then getting into, hey, how can I network with people who are doing this? Mm -hmm. And not only networking with people, but adding value. Antoine and I started talking because he put a post up on his Instagram of yacht charter availability in Miami. Oh yeah, that's right. And I sent him freaking eleven yachts, <laughs> and he get, he gave me the middle finger emoji, and I was like, okay, I guess I guess, I guess that's my relationship with Antoine. No, I'm just kidding. That's that. normally how it starts. Um, <laughs> then 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 I saw his post a week later saying, hey, I'm looking for podcast guests in the area. I don't know if that played into why you guys chose me because we had a prior conversation, but yes, it really is that. Like getting into someone's and just providing value. Don't ask for something first. Mm -hmm. Hey, I have money. I'd like to get into the business. I have a opportunity to do something yeah. with you. I'd like to put on your plate. Like Ryan Pineda, I don't know if you guys know who that is. Yeah, He is the wizard of opportunity. He has built such a, a framework of just the ability to get into so many different things with other people that are already experts in that space AJ Osborne, mm -hmm. where they're converting a Kmart now. Ryan's not doing anything. Yeah. He's using his social media influence to raise the capital to put into the project, and AJ's running the boots on the ground because he's a professional at mm -hmm. it. And, yeah. and then Ryan will make freaking $10 million. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get in those people's DMs, provide them value, give them opportunity, make don't don't have your hand out when you approach. Give back, give first, and then if you receive, cool. If you yeah. don't, and the opportunity wasn't there. Right? Yeah, I know we were trying trying to get into the uh, our first attempt to get into the uh, assisted living or maybe second attempt second. to get into the assisted living uh, space here in Florida. We thought it would be great. Yeah. And yeah, just networking. We went to some meetup. We met some uh, some lady that was uh, broker and stuff like that, and she found like the perfect partner wow. to to do that. He had like three or four and stuff like that. It's not gonna work out, unfortunately, but. You know, that guy, he would have been the perfect partner if it would have worked out, but he just wanted us to just give him money and then he wanted yeah, to yeah, have yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys want to be operators and I want to be, yeah, I want to be part of the business yeah. or at least own the real estate. That's All he wanted was, uh, was a loan. So yeah. he was like, no, I'm not, I can't hide, I'm well, not hide, but I can't uh, <laughs> take advantage of all the great things that the tax code has provided if I'm just lending money. So, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. But uh, to, to your point, I think, Social media and networking. Even if you don't have social media, you want to go to meetups. There's tons of meetups, uh, and then meet people, shake hands, 
learn about what they're going to do. Yeah, meetups. I forgot to add that. And another thing is take advantage of the social media platforms billion dollar algorithms they have in place for you. Mm -hmm. If you want real estate content and you want to learn more about real estate, follow people that have yeah. that are in real estate. Yeah. I found I reverse wholesaled um uh lots of land mm -hmm. that I found on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. It was a couple Facebook messages. Hey, is the lot still available? Cool. One of my hard money lending clients is a developer in, in freaking Palm Palm City or Palm Palm Bay, yeah. uh, up by Melbourne, uh, where uh, Blue Origin's at. Um, I said, "Hey, bro, I got four lots of land." He's like, "I'll buy them." That's where you I was at the free. That's I was where you found the yards, the yachty one. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the, I was at the gym. I made four grand at the gym. Wow! Well, well I was just in between sets. So I was messaging back and forth, and I, I put. I I've obviously was reverse wholesaling because I didn't have the. Yeah. Property under contract. I was just connecting yeah. buyer, and I was a middleman. I made sure my business went on the HUD. I yeah. got paid out. I made freaking four grand at the gym. Wow, that's good. The well, algorithm's there for you. Yeah, yeah. Like if you, it will, t it will show you what you want to see. I promise yeah. you. If you are constantly searching, like oh, searching sure, marketplace, yeah. like homes for rent, homes for sale, whatever. Your only thing in your marketplace is gonna be home for sale, home for rent. Yeah. Period. I know. And then the same thing for your Instagram, like people you. Whenever I'm looking so. at Instagram, all I see is this face. <laughs> <laughs> he puts out like seven pieces of content a day. I'm like, Jesus, man. Oh, I see. What's that button? Snooze, snooze for a week. Block, <laughs> mute. Uh, we also part of a wholesaling company like uh, Rocket Offer. So then we see I, I see Ayato's face, uh, the, the CEO of that. Poor thing. So yeah, no. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the state of the business. Uh, how's um, so you you invest in Greater Central Florida? Yeah, I would say um, Pinellas County, so like the the west side of Central Florida. Okay, okay, and then um, so on the and so let's talk about that. So how's the how's the business? How does the real estate business now? Because I think things are fluctuating. Yeah, with the interest rates and you know the uh, the supply and demand of uh, of the real estate market. How's I think it really only it really only boils down to like days on market. Mm -hmm. It's really only the metric the only metric you really have to follow. Um, it's days on market and average home value in, in the area that you're trying to flip. So the the way my real estate in, like structure is poised is I I take the market data from that market and whatever the average home price is for that market I try to be at or below that for resale. Because ninety percent of the the people who are trying to buy in that market are going to be at or below that threshold. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's when you're getting it. Ninety seven percent. The other three percent, generally speaking, um, are looking for homes that are on the water, mm -hmm. like yeah. upper echelon neighborhoods, stuff like that. So we try to stay away from them unless there are exorbitant amount of profit to be made, right? <laughs> And then it really doesn't matter how long it sits on the market. I'm still gonna make a crap ton of money. Mm -hmm. So, for example, so we have a, a property we paid 185 for. Um, we're doing 85k rehab, 85k rent on it, and it'll be worth 650 after repair value. The net spread after everything is 354 thousand dollars. Wow. It's a 650 thousand dollar property yeah. that I normally wouldn't have taken down, but yeah. who freaking cares at that point? There's so much spread. It doesn't matter what the market does at that yeah, point. Exactly, yeah. When your equity cushion is more than what you have in the property, mm. where can you fail? We'd have to go into yeah. a depression for me to, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah, and the other thing too is also, I mean, I think some of the deals that you were mentioning before too, 
maybe even before the podcast, uh, that you know you, you basically got all your money out. So, yeah, yeah. So you don't you have multiple exit strategy. One of them you're gonna do Airbnb. Another one is gonna be a commercial rental and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So and you have you refied and then you have all your money out. So as long as you have a good financing, long a fixed rate for at least that's gonna cover the whatever period of yeah. recession we're gonna go through. Then yeah, it doesn't matter what's gonna happen to uh, to the real estate, really. Yeah, and we we're not greedy either, man, because we're we're leaving a lot of equity in these deals. Like that that corporate rental, we we only owe our like our our note on it's one thirty. Mm-hmm. We're only we're refinancing for one forty five just to c- recuperate like furniture costs and stuff yeah. like decorating stuff. Like we could refinance it for two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. if we wanted to and yeah. pull all that. Excuse me, pull all that cash out, but I want to know. That that thing is poised for a recession, yeah, yeah. rather than over like leverage it up to eighty percent, which I could, mm-hmm. and then now I have a negative asset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was what was I doing with the money that whole time? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I get the velocity of money principle, but mm-hmm. at that point, like my net worth is taking a hit because now I have it in cash instead of equity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. So the other thing too was, um, yeah, I mean that's kind of what we were doing also with our own portfolio. We kind of like we have multiple exit strategies. I mean, we can sell them as is as rental for yeah. turnkey. We can also go and you know kind of up them up a little bit more. That we're in a residential area, we could also sell them to actual consumers yeah. uh, that want to move in and be owner occupied. And the cool thing about the space that we're in mm-hmm. in 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 uh, Pinellas County is a lot of the. Um, Military people who are moving there are getting beat out by conventional or cash offers, oh, stuff really? like that. So what we did was we started we started targeting those people because there's such a huge buyer pool built up of people who want to own homes, but they're yeah. on VA loans instead of regular whatever. Yeah, I was selling homes to Coasties and yeah, getting yeah. and getting market value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't need to shove an extra 10, 15 grand in my pocket if I can sell to a service member yeah. who's gonna have a beautiful house yep. that can't find anything. Like yeah. you can imagine the government uproots you, puts you in a place and you can't find a place to live. Yeah. Like how, what kind of mental struggle would that be? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not having a safe, or going or going off into the hood and not yeah. having a safe safe place yeah. to live. And it's great too, because you're using your network. I mean, the yeah. fact that you're a VA or you will be yeah. Uh, is going to be uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks. I will be a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's taking advantage of that. I mean, people want to say, oh, oh I'm going to help. I'm going to help another veteran. I'm going to, yeah. you know, it's all kind of yeah, staying in cool. the family. I believe in giving back. Very man. good. Yeah. Like hand, hand, like hand washes hands. Like I've been so fortunate in my, my come up with people extending their hands to me that I want to be that hand to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Martel or uh, Antoine does a, a great job with his just free knowledge man mm-hmm. yeah whatever i can pump out there to help somebody if somebody hits me in the dm and asks me a question whatever i'll answer it you know what i mean like yeah. i'm just there for, i'm just there for people man mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day what, what what are we if we can't help each other yeah exactly so. well that's what i like about the real estate business in general i think people are very open i mean you go to meetups and you yeah. talk to people and people are very open they want to they want to help they want to be in all kinds of different ways it's a yeah. it's a fantastic way to <clears throat> You want to do deals if you're missing something you're missing the money you're missing the expertise you're missing the deal yeah <laughs> whatever and the ability to have an intellectual conversation yeah, 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 yeah. with another human being mm-hmm. about the same thing you're passionate about yeah. oh my god so from from a that speaks volumes to me because from my perspective and i'm not not bashing anybody in the coast guard but they're not entrepreneurs mm-hmm. they're military service members yeah. right 
and the majority of them don't own businesses. Yeah. <clears throat> so for me to have an intellectual business conversation with them is just me talking to the wall. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, cool, dude. Okay, you made money. And then they just <laughs> kind of walk away. Yeah. Or they look at me like I'm a fucking mm-hmm. piece of shit or something. You know what I mean? Like, so for me to get around other people such as yourself and, and people at these groups and, and, and just networking in general on social media and having those intellectual conversations that build me up, we find opportunities that come out in conversation to yep. work with each other. Right. Oh, you need a lender for the 21 unit you just got under contract? Perfect. I'll price you up some options. If we can work together, great. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Hey, you need money to, to uh, as a down payment? Right. I know a guy that's sitting on 500 grand. I'll give him the contact. Exactly. Just cut me on a, a finder's fee. Yep. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so many different ways to, Absolutely. to add yep. value, man. That's right. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, love it. Any questions? No, sir. Side. All right. Uh, so, Gentlemen, Anthony, it was a pleasure. Yeah, uh, if people want to reach out to you at they want to network. They want to see what you're doing. They want yeah. to ask questions, be part of your mentorship program. How do they reach out to you? So I'm Tony Michael REI, common spelling uh, REI on Instagram and TikTok. And then I'm not really active on Facebook, but yeah. um, Tony Michael on Facebook, if you can yeah. find me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's only man, he's mainly on marketplace. They call me the one-stop shop. I'll just say that. <laughs> you, have to, you have to find him on marketplace. Yeah, That's where you have to find. <laughs> I'll him be wholesaling you land from <laughs> or <mine>. yachts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate you having me, guys. Okay, well, yeah, yeah it was a pleasure. Thank you for coming. Uh, yeah, make sure you like and subscribe. And we're gonna do these things every week. So you know, good luck. Thank you.